0: Welcome back well, to the show. You're watching Sweet 303. On the show today, we have on Chief of Staff, Joseph Ionati from the Cleveland Clinic, Florida region. Joe, thanks so much for being on. It's just great talking to you, just finding out all about the great stuff that Cleveland Clinic does. Tell our viewers and myself how you pick this profession. Well,
1: you know, it's interesting because I never thought to do much of anything else other than uh, healthcare, care. And I can't honestly remember how that came about. It was just the way it ever was from elementary school to, to today. So, you know, I never went through the, you know, the childhood thinking I was going to be a policeman or a fireman or I mean, I came close at least to think, well, maybe I'll be an astronaut because I grew up in the 60s. Yeah, uh, uh, with you know, the the buzz and all those guys, the big moonshot, uh, you know, uh, effort to to land a man on the moon and Apollo era and all that. So, yeah, I was enamored at one point thinking, well, I'd be a doctor and an astronaut. So I never really deviated from the doctor part. Uh, You know, I was always interested in science. I was always interested in, you know, helping people. And you know, so healthcare yeah. is kind of a good mix between science and discovery and, and helping people rather than just being a laboratory based person. So
0: I find it, it amazing how many years how many years doctors and people in your profession have to spend in school. Like how many years did you go to school Joe? Job? Like how many years were you in school for that? Well, you know, I mean, I started kindergarten at age four
1: and I finished um, when I was 30, 30 some odd years old, so probably 30 years of education. I, you know, I got a graduate degree, a PhD in cell biology, uh, after residency. So I finished yep. in, in 87 and I was born in 54. So you could do the math. Uh, there you go. yeah, probably 30 years of, of schooling.
0: And did you climb the, like, so how long have you been with Cleveland clinic? 21 years, 21 years. And did you just, I mean, obviously you came in at the entry level, like everybody else does. And then did you just climb the ladder and just, just went up there?
1: No, I was at the university of Pennsylvania for 20 years before I came here. So I've been in practice, um, 37 years. I finished med school in, uh, 79, so. that was 41 years ago. Um, I went to Penn, University of Penn for my residency and then did my PhD work in cell biology uh, there. And then I was on the faculty for 16 years. So when I came to Cleveland Clinic, I came as a, uh, as a full professor and uh, chair of the department of orthopedics. So I didn't really come in at the entry
0: level. Mm, um, okay. Okay. And how long have you been down in Florida now?
1: Just two and a half years.
0: So oh, two and a half. You were in Cleveland before then, I assume? I was in
1: Cleveland for 18 years as yeah. chair of orthopedics and then uh, institute chair for orthopedics and rheumatology. And then when, when I got to the ripe old age of 65 or 64, Uh, and say, what do I do next? Uh, The clinic uh, sort of expanded its footprint here in Florida from one hospital to five hospitals. And so there was an opportunity to kind of help grow that uh, and integrate uh, four other hospitals up further north where Weston Hospital is uh, pretty south in South Mm -hmm. Florida. It's uh, just uh, west of Fort Lauderdale. And the hospitals we acquired were in Martin County, uh, um, uh, Port St. Lucie, and Indian River County. So they're about 120 miles from our northern end to our southern end.
0: Okay. So that was okay. a big
1: opportunity, a big challenge to, to sort of go from one hospital to five. And so I came down here to help them do
0: that. That's a lot. That's a lot of hospitals in one state. Five hospitals. Wow. Like that seems like a lot, but Florida's a huge state, so maybe it's not. Yeah, it's a huge state. I mean, it's the third most populated
1: state in the in the U.S.
0: Yeah, uh, and it's growing a lot. Uh,
1: there are a lot of people that move. No taxes. To to stop. <laughs> taxes are very favorable here.
0: Yeah. Also, because of
1: tourism. That's right. Um, tourists, uh, you know, bring a lot of revenue to the state, and as such, they don't. They don't have city or state tax which makes it favorable particularly for those folks up
0: north joe let me ask you so let me ask you this because we have a lot of people who are very interested and very tied to the healthcare system because of the disability channel and what we do through our employment programs for persons with disabilities and veterans but i know there's going to be a lot of people tuning in because they're big fans of the healthcare system if people want to sort of I have a lot of people who want to volunteer and just sort of support the community. And is there anything that you can sort of recommend to get involved in some type of healthcare volunteering mechanism or, or cause there's, I have a lot of great people in my community that unfortunately are are you know, they're disabled and, and they, they can't do full-time jobs, but at the same time, they, they want to get involved and they want to sort of have a purpose in life and give back and is there anything here in Toronto or maybe we can connect and maybe get my people supporting your hospital maybe like they have at um like Walmart like the giver you know like the the greeters or or something like that I know with COVID that was ridiculous
1: yeah I mean there are less of those opportunities but COVID will pass like like every other you know infectious disease or pandemic I mean these don't stay forever there might be another one some other year yeah. down the road, but this will pass. Uh, there are a lot of opportunities. I think people have to say, what are they passionate about? What do they connect most with? So there are lots of opportunities. And I think it's always best to pair the person or the individual that wants to volunteer with their passion or their interest. You know, So if someone has had brain injury uh, or has had a physical limitation relevant to maybe having a physical deformity or amputation, then I think those are the areas that they most relate to because they, they live it. And I think there are a lot of people either in the community or admitted to a hospital who are struggling with yep. you know those new problems that they may not have had. And having had or having access or talking to someone who's been there, done that, and has adapted well, and has learned how to still be be a viable, important, contributing person to the community, their families, and to themselves.
0: That's right, yeah, to themselves.
1: As soon as you have a disability or a limitation, particularly if it's not something you were born with, it's something you got as a result of injury or disease, You know, your sense of self changes so quickly and it takes time to adapt to that. It takes time to say, who am I now? What's, what's my ability to contribute or to even be part of my family. And I think those struggles are big and they're hard. Uh, and some people adapt easier than others. So for those who struggle, and I think everybody struggles. You know, having somebody to lean on who they can share their story is really, really important. And so there are a lot of help groups. Uh, obviously, there are a lot of things you can do online. Mm-hmm. But sometimes going physically to a hospital or to a work group or to, uh, to some community activity is, is a great benefit. There's no question doctors who don't share the same disability, and most of them mm-hmm. don't, can't provide. You can be empathetic. You could be helpful. You could do things to treat somebody as a physician, but it doesn't substitute for somebody who is a caregiver, as a volunteer, as a person who who knows it, lives it, dealt with it in the past.
0: That's terrific insight, Joe. Thank you so much for sharing. I just feel like you're just you're just like a wealth of knowledge, wealth of experience um just just everything is is just really 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 great to hear so i really thank you before we do let you go if people want to find out more information about uh the cleveland clinic or yourself personally where could they go maybe
1: well you know i'm accessible personally through you know through the cleveland clinic yeah uh you know it's easy to do um
0: you know, like not so much with you. I mean, like if people want to find out more information on a Cleveland clinic, they could just go on well, www. website,
1: yeah. Cleveland clinic has a great website. It has a lot of medical information. You know, if you just want to type in, you know, a problem, there's just like anything else, there are a million websites out there for medical information. I think some of them like those that are associated with a large health system, like the Cleveland clinic. the information is well screened it's well vetted it's it's reliable uh and i think that's the best way to go obviously if you have a specific area that you're interested in you want to contact somebody for care or for advice or something like that the website is capable of letting you make an appointment you can make your own appointment online Uh, you could
0: set up a video visit
1: you know for telehealth visit So there's a lot of ways to access uh, the
0: Cleveland Clinic. Well, I really wanna thank you today, Joe. If you wanna hang on just for a sec, I just wanna mention that we do have a strong connection. Uh, Peter Evans, my my cousin, who was a doctor up here in Toronto, now he works down at the Cleveland Clinic, works for for Joe actually in the Cleveland Clinic. He's the one that connected us and I can't thank him enough. I'm also uh, friends now with Joe's son. So, I, Joe, I, I really thank you for for supporting the channel, for letting me come in your door, for coming on the show today, for just sharing your knowledge and your experience with our with our team and our viewers. I really appreciate that. What we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break, and I'm going to come back and wrap the show. So, stay tuned. You're watching Sweet 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 303. We want to thank Chief of Staff Joe Ionati for being on today. Joe, thanks again. Hang tight. We'll be right back.